even though we've had you know things like you know the 60s and hippie movements and and what have you return to the earth and all that we're still mm. we're still this kind of um sitting on top of of, of things human beings mm. are we're on top of things we're we're, we're mm. in charge as um not 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 well not even in charge we're kind of better than the apex everything. predator yeah we're, yeah <laughs> we we yeah we, we are we set we are you know isolated and separate from mm. nature in that way mm. Yes, mm. yes, and we do try. I mean, that's that's you know, and again, it does it does. It is it is very much to do with with your understanding of 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 being an ontology. Um, you know, if you genuinely feel that you, that the the human ontology is is, and we find this very much in the West, that human ontology is defined by um, by individualism. Mm. The, the kind of Cartesian I think we've talked about this before you know the idea that the enlightenment gives us from 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 Descartes that the, you know the bottom line definition of what it means to be a human being the ontology of humanity is I mm. I think it's my consciousness ticking away in my head and that's mm. that's it that's the core of my of my humanness mm-hmm. and if you believe that then we're all just uh, as a collection of disengaged consciousnesses mm. um to some extent we can't even be a, we can't even be convinced we can't be absolutely sure that there are other consciousnesses out there yeah you know we it, it's a belief there are other consciousnesses out there mm. but we can be but we can know i can know my consciousness is here because mm-hmm. i'm thinking thoughts now if that's it and that's certainly what western culture has done it's mm. put a lot of emphasis on the i you know mm. my human rights you know i did it my way mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I think, therefore, I am. It's all very much, you know, that kind of individual, and, and that feeds into kind of capitalism and so mm-hmm. on, kind of, you know, you, in, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, if your understanding of human ontology is such that you say, actually, we're open-ended, mm. that we are not our own answer, that we are dependent, mm. that we, you know, that we cannot exist, we are not complete existences as an individual. We are only our existences are only kind of uh, in any way complete when we start to form communities. Yeah. Um, then that gives you an entirely different ontology, mm. um, and that different ontology then spills out in a, into a different ethic and a different politic and so on. Um, so you get people like you know you get people like you know Levinas, for example, or, or some of the other postmoderns like you know, Foucault and so on, um, kind of saying, well, you know, humanity, human being, is not something you possess mm. uh, in the way that perhaps Plato might suggest you possess. Um, you know your ideal self, your ideal form, your 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 whether you're a gold soul or whatever, and that soul is kind of something that can transmigrate elsewhere. Um, people like you know people like like Hegel, Levinas, will be saying, "Well, actually, no. What what is human? The human being is what takes place between yeah. us. Mm. It's something that generates between. So if you get two entities mm. um, engaging with each other, then what happens between them?" creates uh, an enhanced being which is why Hegel says you know you've got the dialectic you know the yeah. thesis and the antithesis not that he uses those terms but those are the terms we're familiar with um, you've got the thesis which is kind of perhaps you and then you've got the antithesis which is me I'm not I am not Danny yeah. so that's the antithesis to you mm. you're Danny and I'm not Danny mm. uh, and then somehow as we engage with each other we create something a third thing a third a third manifestation of 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 our being yeah um which is which is you know somehow better mm. than the than just the original isolated bits and and hegel says that's how the universe kind of grows yeah um so that third better thing 
um, that we are doing here. Maybe that's maybe that's the podcast. Maybe the podcast is our th- synthetic third <laughs> aspect of our identity, which yeah. then goes out. Yeah. Uh, and other people engage with that um, uh, uh, through the website, uh, through the Facebook page, and through listening to the podcast. And then maybe that creates different connections. And so being mm. starts to kind of grow and develop. Yeah. So you don't possess being. Somebody's once, I mean, the famous phrase around this is, is one's being is in becoming. Yeah. Being is not something you possess. Being is something that is constantly becoming. Yeah. You are becoming human. Uh, and I quite like that as, mm. an, as, as, a, as an ontology. The idea of a static ontology where you've got this. And some, and I think lots of the, and it's an ontology of fear. I think it's one of these things that, you know, when you have that ontology where, you know, this is what we are. Um, and anything that deviates from this is a deviance. Yeah. Um, you know, so basically, if you're not this, yeah. um, uh, anything that tries to kind of change that or modify that um, is, an, is, an, is in some way an attack on who I am. And I'm not having it. Yeah. So I will then put my foot down and I will say, you know, you are not human and you are not human and you're a deviant and you have no more right to live on God's clean earth than a weasel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you make all these kind of pronouncements but out of fear yeah. that somehow your identity, your being is going to be compromised. Mm. Whereas the ontology, which says every time you encounter something new, your ontology is enhanced. Yeah. You know, um, gives you a, I, I believe, you know, I know I'm, I'm, I'm spinning this in a, in a positive because that's how I like to see it. But yeah. for my money, that understanding of, of ontology as something in process, yeah. I think is, 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 is a less fearful one uh, and gives rise to less, less aggression. Um, it reminds, it's just better, Danny. <laughs> it, it reminds me of um, a quote. I think it's Jermaine Greer, but it sounds very. It's very Nietzschean. Uh, it's um, about security. Mm. Like we're looking for security, but mm. complete and, uh, and absolute security is a, a denial of life. Mm. Yeah. So you're not moving anywhere. You're not doing anything. Yeah. If you, I finally got everything I want. Great. Actually, this yes. is not so good, is it? Yeah. You know, you need yeah. that kind of uh, movement. You need that kind of yeah, yeah. I read on the, I read on on uh, on social uh, social media site only yesterday something that made me chuckle. Mm. Um, didn't think of it philosophically at the time, but uh, mm. uh, it was this little message. Just somebody posted this message saying, um, uh, "If um, oh, was it something about if." Um, if no, if the, if nothing is eating the plants in your garden, uh, then you are not part of the ecosystem, or then your garden is not part of the ecosystem. And you do get these kind of, I mean, you know, don't want to have a go at, at gardeners, but you do get these hardcore gardeners who are kind of absolutely, you know, I've got to make sure I put on all the kind of the pesticides and all because I don't want people eating these, I don't want the slugs on that, I don't want the squirrels to be doing that. I want my garden is is part of a kind of a platonic ideal vision. Yeah. And that's what it is. Yeah. Um, now, I understand you put a lot of time, people, a lot, of, I don't want to be too glib here, but people put a lot of time in their gardens. They don't like, you know, I know you don't want your, you know, slugs eating all your, your, your lettuces and your radishes and, you know, messing up your, 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 you know, messing up your flowers and so on. But there is a kind of a truth there that, you know, you've got this, this idea of this, the, your, your ideal garden. Mm. Um, and you don't want to let anything else in. Yeah. Um, and then to, to kind of do anything to it because, that's the shape of it, mm. um, and in many respects, you know, well, yeah, yeah, you've basically you've tried to kind of you've taken it out of the ecosystem. It's now just this thing pickled yeah. uh, in some kind of jar. Yeah. Uh, it's not part of the wider world. 
you are constantly fearful that other things are going to come and kind of you know, encroach on your garden. Yeah. Uh, in what sense is it really part of the world anymore? You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and the Enlightenment, as we've been talking about, which has that right at its heart, this kind of individual kind of you know individual. Um, you know, that's where we see the rise of the you know the rise of the of the landscaped garden. You know, mm. the, 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 the kind of the uh, these gardens all meticulously laid out, and the flower beds all meticulously laid out. And you can go to stately homes now, which are designed in that kind of idealized enlightenment way, mm. and you can you can see all these things. Not a blade of grass out of place. What's that guy's, Everything nice, meticulously laid out. The guy. Um... There's a, like, um, a gardener, I think, around this around this way somewhere. Capability Brown. Capability Brown. If her, yeah. yeah, I, I, I don't mm. know much about it. Just which that. is a great name. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's the name. Yeah. yeah. So he was, it's I guess, name. like a landscape artist. Yeah, yeah, gardener. yeah, yeah. With a name like Capability, you'd have to be good at something, yeah. wouldn't you? You couldn't just be crap at everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got to find something I'm good at, otherwise my mate, name makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, I as yeah, I think that's true. And then, you, and then you know, then you do get people. You know, you do get the kind of romantics. Um, responding to that and starting to say, well, you know, let's just build follies, just stuff that doesn't actually yeah. serve any purpose, just stick it in the garden. Mm. Let's just, you know, create a section. And we're getting this now. You, you, you're getting, uh, so I'm not a big gardener, but I know a number of family members are, are into gardening. Um, and you're, you're, now, you're now getting a lot, of, a lot of emphasis on trying to create kind of like, you know, sort of like a meadow vibe in your garden. Mm. So rather than just having your, your lawn all nicely kind of manicured and all that, um, you Give over part of your garden, just turn it into like a meadow, just let it kind of overgrow a little bit. You know, let all the animals come in, mm-hmm. bees, you know, butterflies and insects and stuff, just and just have, <laughs> yeah, and just kind of open it out to the world. So, you know, so, you know, the world leaks into your garden. Oh, it sounds like my garden. Out. No, your garden is a piece of crap, you know that, because you just don't do anything. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so, yeah, so I think, I think that, you know, so ontology, I think that's the next, I think that would definitely be the next stage. You know, what kind of beings are we? You know, are we ethical beings? Are we beings, you know, that, 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 you know, um, that have any kind of value? I mean, certainly um, religions have, uh, over, the, over the generations have, have, have defined human being, human ontology mm. as being in the divine image. There's a spark of the divine. There's some kind of they're, they're creations of the divine, and therefore, by definition, mm. they have value mm. um, because you know the the, the, the celestial, the, the transcendental divine artist, if you like, mm. has created the Danny, mm-hmm. um, and it's and it's you know and, and it's it has value because the artist because of the artist's intention. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of yeah, you know, he's created the Danny. It's the only Danny there is. It's a unique piece. You know, basically, it's kind of you know God as Banksy. It's a kind of unique thing um, that, that that God has done. So you know, it has to be treated with Danny has to be treated with respect um, because you know mm. God chose to bring this being into existence. So a lot of religions mm. see indiv- you know, see kind of you know, human existence as being abs- of absolute value and making ethical demands, which is why you know most religions just say you know don't cheat, don't murder, don't kind of do any harm. You know, it's, it's because because that's you know. These people are the, 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 these people have their ontology, their being is valuable. Yeah. Um, now, of course, without that, we have to, you know, we have to kind of rely on other reasons, mm. I, I guess, for why, if at all, human beings have an ethical value. I've got they are beings of ethical worth. I've got three things that popped into my head. Um, so, number oh, one, three, whole three, three. Yeah, um, I'm gonna forget all of them now. No, first yeah. one is instinct. Okay, it comes mm-hmm. to my head. So, like for example, if you're a parent. Mm. There's instincts at play, not just you know love. Instinct. Mm. You 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 look. You protect your children. 
mm. um, yes, almost um, subconsciously as well as consciously. It's a it's a drive. Yes. yes. And then you have um, uh, empathy. You know, mm. um, uh, some <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I think Ricky Gervais also talked about um, comedy like this. See, see a, um, a, a guy, another Stone Age man, hit his head. That's the first joke. Um, but there's empathy. <laughs> there's empathy in that because you're mm. thinking about the um, uh, uh, the other person's pain. Mm. So that's empathy, and then love. Mm. And so obviously that's a massive thing, and it can mean lots mm. of different things. So those three things, I think, are the kind of building blocks for a uh, for um, an ethics, in my opinion. Yes, you know. Yeah, start, yeah. start from Danny there. is now. Yeah, Danny is now um, uh, finished tie dyeing his t shirt. <laughs> put it on. Um, he's now plaiting his hair. Yeah. Um, and has put some sandals on. Yeah. So yeah. well done, well done. And we get we're getting in that that direction. Yeah, I like that. Mm. I mean, that's I think you know that's that, that that's 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 important. Um, that whole idea of I mean, when you think about it, that whole idea of of, of empathy, mm. um, is is I think kind of at the core of. For example, Kantian ethic. I mean, I know it's it's not construed that way, but mm. Kant basically says, see this in other philosophers as well. Um, you know, essentially, kind of don't do anything to other people that you wouldn't want them to do to you. Mm. Um, so don't come up with a, 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 a don't behave in a way that you wouldn't want to become a universal law. Mm. That's the categorical imperative. So if you're going to do something, mm. you have to say to yourself, okay, I'm going to lie now. Okay, if you're going to lie now, um, you have to ask yourself the question: Would you want everybody to be lying mm. um, all the time? Um, because if you do, then that's fair enough. Then you can adopt that. But if you think that would be a bad thing, then you must moderate that. And that's a form of empathy. You're kind of thinking, okay, well, you know, how will other people feel if, if you know, if, if I, you know, if, if I do this thing, mm. how are they going to feel? How would I feel if they did this back to me? Mm. Um, uh, and you know that again. And that's that's you know what's interesting about that is is that you start to see how how for example. Um, um, you know the kind of the your ontology is kind of founded on your metaphysic, um, and how your ethic is founded on your ontology, which is also founded on your your your, your metaphysic. Um, because you know you have to start asking you have to start asking questions. Well, um, why you know why are human beings valuable? Hmm. Um, why should I be concerned whether the other person you know whether the other person feels bad or not? Even if I can empathise, oh yeah, they feel really bad about they'd feel really bad about that because that's how I feel. Hmm. Why would that matter? Mm. Um, and then you might have to say, well, okay, because ontologically, we are all bound together. Mm. So whatever happens to you happens to me in some form or another yeah. in the big picture. Whatever happens to you happens to the world, which eventually kind of impacts on us all. Um, so you know that's that's how I understand ontology. Um, so you know, and and that's metaphysically informed. So that's how I'm going to behave ethically. So I can see. So yeah. So I think a, a lot of a lot of ethics that are not perhaps religiously informed mm. are either are either informed from a from a utilitarian point of view as we know mm. which is kind of well we'll just try and make as many people happy as possible and do what kind of works mm. um or we take a view which just which is to say well you know would i like this to be done to me how would other people feel if they did this to them mm. um let's just see if we've got this kind of fellow feeling going on because we are all part of you know we're all part of the same we're all part of the same garden mm-hmm. um so yeah, it's it's a, it's it's fascinating. Once you start kind of seeing the connections, uh, it gets quite exciting. 